0: Greg Borden and Arrow joining us just about every Monday here in the Connecticut Business Blend. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Good, Brian. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So I didn't know this. You guys don't usually cover the legislative session. Is that right? I mean, we don't cover it with a, with a
1: reporter there full time. So this, uh, this session, we're going to have a reporter there on the ground full time, uh, you know, covering all the, the committees and, and, and all the politics and mainly focused on uh, legislative bills that are impacting businesses.
0: So, as the editor in chief, if you will, like what was behind the decision to commit more resources?
1: Uh, Well, frankly, our newsroom has expanded over the last few years, you know, one of the few probably newsrooms that have grown, uh, you know, in the difficult time that media is facing. Um, So we have more people. And, you know, I just think there's a lack of coverage on issues that are impacting uh, businesses. You know, it'll come up from time to time, but not a consistent uh, look at some of the bills that are being raised, uh, you know, why they're raising them, and and sort of what's the philosophy and and how it really impacts business and their ability to to operate in in Connecticut. You You know, these companies are in a global marketplace. They're competing not just against nearby states in New York, but southern states and, and frankly, internationally now. So yeah. a closer look on, on sort of how this is going to impact their ability you know, to operate a,
0: here. And not just because we have this working relationship, but I, I actually think, you know, especially with local journalism suffering the way it has, I actually think it's amazing that you're doing this because, as I say to people, I said, Connecticut's not a big state. But it's still one of 50, and there's still, we're talking billions of dollars. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's still massive when you think about it, even though people say, oh, sleepy Connecticut. I mean, it's still a, a major thing, and you need to hold people accountable when they're tossing around billions of dollars. So kudos to you and your staff. That's great. But let's get into the details of it in terms of what are some of the issues specifically that you guys are focused on to start things off in this session.
1: Sure. Of course, you know, Governor Lamont released his, his budget last week, and, you know, the the CBIA business community has been all about budget maintaining budget stability, which we've had over the last five or six years, didn't have for the decade-plus before. Uh, so, you know, businesses are really pushing for maintaining the fiscal guardrails, uh, you know, that have basically sort of restricted spending to some degree, restricted borrowing to some degree. Um, so that's sort of the number one priority of businesses. But, you know, there's always a, a bunch of bills. Mostly D, uh, businesses tend to play defense rather than offense at the state capitol. They want to uh, protect against new mandates uh, or new tax increases. Um, you know, there's already been a flurry of bills that have been raised in the labor committee, including you know expanding paid sick leave. Uh, the paid sick leave program currently applies to companies with more than 50 employees. Uh, the labor committee proposed a bill that would apply to all all employers. So, you know, if you had two employers, you'd have to give at least 40 hours of paid sick leave, um, you know, to your employees. That's a concern from small businesses. There's uh, another proposal that would eliminate tipped wages uh, for restaurant workers. That's a bill that's come up uh, every year. It's going to be coming up again. Um, So, you know, those types of things. And, then you know, Governor Lamont came out with an interesting proposal um, to try to bring back uh, remote workers who, who live in Connecticut but work in New York. New York requires those workers to pay income taxes in New York. And, Governor Lamont is urging those workers to sue the state of New York. Um, you know, Lamont argues that it's not constitutional that New York makes them pay income taxes in that state. And if they successfully sue the state of New York uh, and are able to pay taxes in Connecticut, Lamont wants to offer them a 50% tax one-time ta- income tax credit well, to, uh, to offset. You
0: know, it's, it's such an interesting story. Sorry to interrupt. But is the, it, before that discount, on a straight basis, is the state income tax higher or lower in Connecticut than New York?
1: It, it, it's, uh, uh, yes. I guess the short answer is yes, but, you know, Connecticut's and New York's tax brackets, are they're bracketed, so it depends on how much you earn. Um, oh, you know, the higher rate is in, the top higher rate is in New York uh, versus Connecticut. So overall, um, you know, the, the thinking is that Connecticut taxpayers would save money if they paid income taxes in Connecticut rather than New York.
0: Got it. So that's an incentive on its own without even the discount, but the discount sure. is a double incentive, but they have to go ahead and put the suit together themselves though, I guess. So that's the, yeah.
1: which to me, I don't know. I I, that that seems a bit challenging, you know, unless it's a really wealthy uh, person and, you know, there's probably a lot of people in Fairfield County who are making a lot of money who work for remotely uh, for a company in New York. So maybe, maybe they would be willing to do that.
0: You know, I saw the, I saw the, the, the byline, not the byline, the headline on Bradley airport. So Bradley airport doesn't, Historically, accommodate any private jets, or they uh, have a no, small.
1: There, there are currently there are currently private jet operators. There's two operators currently, um, and basically a third operator wants to come in and build a thirty million dollar hangar that would basically house private corporate jets. Um, what, what's happened is since the pandemic began, private jet u- use has increased. Uh, a lot of people say that that happened because of all the problems at the airports with delays and problems with flights. People who could afford it went to private jet use just because of ease uh, of use and also. Getting gets them to their destination faster. Uh, particularly in the Northeast, there's a shortage of, of air, hanger, air hangers to support jet use. So you're seeing this company called Sky Harbor. They actually have a, a bunch of projects proposed in the Northeast, including Bradley. I think there's one in Massachusetts or Rhode Island as well. Um, so you know they, they see this increased demand for these uh, facilities that sort of store these jets while they're not being used, and they want to build a $30 million dollar uh, facility in in at Bradley it would be about a hundred thousand square feet. It would have some office space. Um, so and, and there's also a similar project uh, being done at the Waterbury Oxford Airport. Uh, it's a forty million dollar hangar now,
0: being built there. L- let me ask you really quickly: It's proposed? Does that mean like? Are there a lot of hoops to jump through? Is this definitely going to uh, no, happen? I don't,
1: I don't, actually, I, I think it's going to happen. I say proposed because it's still sort of in the early stages. They need, still need to, I think, work out a few details with um, the airport authority. But uh, th- this one, I think, is going to happen. Right.
0: Greg Bordenaro from the Hartford Business Journal joining us here in the Connecticut Business Blend, which is every Monday at 8.50 here on Brian & Company. Uh, any new details on, on the office market?
1: Yeah, you know, it's still struggling. There was a little bit of a bright spot in the fourth quarter. Um, The greater Hartford uh, office market in particular added. uh, There was more space. uh, Tenants took up more space than they gave up, um, so that they sort of had a net addition of about eighty-two thousand square feet that were occupied that weren't occupied in the previous quarter. Um, kind of a br- bright spot. Does that mean the the office market trend is going to be shifting and and now you're going to see a bunch of employers add office space? No, I think it, the thinking is actually that the you know the vacancy rate will actually increase this year too. We're still in the process of companies leases. Uh, you know, typically companies they sign five to seven year leases, um, and and so if you look out five seven years from the pandemic, pandemic hit in two thousand twenty, so. You're going to have a bunch of leases coming up due still for another three or four years. And the thinking is many of those employers will probably shrink their office space footprint yeah. uh, now that they're allowing sort of more of a hybrid workforce where you know people are only in the office a few days a week, so you don't need as much space as you did before.
0: All right, Greg. Good stuff as always. Have a great week. Enjoy the snow. Thanks, Brian. All right. Greg Bordenero right. from the Hartford Business Journal.